Instead of reviving an established franchise, The Rock is attempting to start its own. But does it have legs? Find out when we discuss Jungle Cruise. I'm Chad. And I'm Matt. And you're listening to the 18th episode of We Used to Talk About This at Work. So Matt, man, um, I'm so happy that you are feeling better this week. Me too. That's all you want to say? Nah, until I get more listeners, I'm not divulging my personal information to these people. <laughs> I, I'm just saying, like, I'm just cruising along, like, all right, we're about to have a good episode. I took, you know, Matt's going to be leading the charge on this one. I could just sit back and then two hours beforehand, hey, man, I'm not feeling well. And I'm like, wait, what? You just you just put me in a real small box here of, of, of prepping a show when I had all these plans on you know sitting in the mat chair. Hey man, sometimes you gotta take time off for your mental health, and you gotta make sure that I gotta make sure I can take care of myself first before I can take care of you. Because if I'm not in the right mental state, then this whole podcast is gonna go off the rails. <laughs> Fair enough. So, but yeah, I listened to uh, LaMitchell. I wish I was on there with him. He was saying some good conversation. There was times when I was listening back, I was ready to jump in. Yeah, it was a good episode with LaMitchell. But this week, as I alluded to at the end of the episode, we are back with somebody else we used to work with. This time, um, we would very much like to welcome Ronetta. Hi, I'm glad to be on the podcast with you guys see this is the kind Yay. of enthusiasm we like <laughs> so ronetta who are you oh uh, what do you mean what do you want to know Ooh. oh okay <laughs> so what i'm asking is who are you why how do we know you we used to work together what's what's the deal there okay so yes we well i used to work with Matt and Chad at, you know I used to work with them mm-hmm. so um yeah for the last two years I wasn't at that specific place that we used to work together at but I worked with them for like four years was it four years that feels about there. right three or four years yeah, that seems right yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. okay so um Ronetta and Matt came in on the same training group uh, the same training group that uh, Sarah from a couple episodes was on. Um, so, yeah. So, Matt and Ranetta have that in common. Mm-hmm. So, something that has stuck with me with my time with Ranetta is that um, your little catchphrase when you would be like, Determination, chat! I've got <laughs> determination! And hey, you know what, chat? Once you said that, I thought about that, but I ain't never said determination since. <laughs> so it died. It died with me, huh? No, <laughs> I just never talked about determination since. That's 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 sad. That is very sad. So you have been um, kind of wading through life without determination these days. Like, what do you want to talk about? What's going on? I've been concentrating on my business my family life staying inside from the COVID I've been doing a lot of stuff what kind of what businesses are you doing these days 
I am doing real estate. I have been fixing and flipping houses. Um, trying to maneuver myself into doing that full time. Okay, yeah, I just had a friend on here a couple of weeks ago talk about he 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 just got into uh, wholesale real estating right now, mm-hmm. and he's been making money off that too. Mm-hmm. So a real, so I guess the real estate or the getting real estate right now is a good idea, or maybe I guess people have more time to do research and learn about it right now. Exactly. Yeah, it's wholesaling. It's a believe it or not, it's not easy. I mean, it may look seem like it's easy, but it's a lot you have to do when it comes to wholesaling. Yeah, because he like, sent me a lot of stuff to watch, um, and because I was I was thinking about getting into it, and it's a it's a lot of. Uh, it's a lot of stuff. It's a lot of trial and error stuff because you have to do the the contact calls to get in there. Then you have X amount of days before you can get find a buyer unless you got a release with a contract. Like he keeps explaining to me, and I would like to do it, but it's just you know you have to have a lot of time to invest in it. Where you know already having a job and family is kind of hard right now for me. Yeah, and not only that, believe it or not, they say you don't have to invest so much money into it, and you don't. But in order for you to make the money, you do got to invest a nice amount of money for your your um, return you on investment. Yeah. You for your marketing and, you know, mm-hmm. the majority of it is your marketing, but you got to have a lot of time into doing stuff like that. Yeah. But I, I started off doing wholesaling just to sum it up. And I had a few deals with the wholesaling thing, but it, like I said, like you said, you got to put a lot of time into that, you know? So that's why I got to doing fixing and flipping. I just, and I can really say, I really enjoy it. I re- it's fun to me. It really is fun. What all are you specifically doing? Now? Like you actually getting in there and like pulling stuff out and putting stuff in yeah i'm i'm demolishing things and you know making my own design in the house and like my husband he's the head contractor um you know he still has his business with the trucking the trucking business that he had for years okay but we got into the real estate thing and i made him the head contractor he negotiate the subcontractors to come do the jobs and stuff like that Okay. Um, but I make the decisions as far as the design and you know decorating and the paint colors and the black splash and you know everything. It's just fun, and it and it didn't even have to involve money with me. Like I can do it for free. Is that fun to me? So we should we should expect a show with you and your family on IGN or something about you flipping houses and stuff. <laughs> well, to be honest with you, um. My husband is not really a social media type guy. Like, I don't uh, mind it being social media or whatever, but he's not really a social media person. But I would actually, I probably would do something like that. That's something maybe later on down the road to do. Yeah, because you got a good personality to be on TV. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm trying to leave a legacy for my family. Might get that. So, um, yeah, grab a few rentals within the next six months. And I, when I say few, I would say like maybe 10. Jeez. At the least. I want at least 10. Right now I have three. So if I get seven more within the next six months, I will be good. 
like with okay. those 10 rents. Let me ask you a question. So when you rent them out, do you go through a, a rental management company or are you doing everything yourself? I'm doing everything myself. I like to have hands on deck myself. Now, not to say that I'm not going to get someone to help me with management. Uh, I am going to eventually get a property manager when I have, when I get up to probably like seven or six or seven um properties then yeah i'll give me a property management especially okay. if i'm working full-time you know okay because yeah when i was when i before i came here i was trying to figure out what i want to do in my house and i'm like maybe i should rent it out and everything and then the whole process just went so fast i had enough time to do research or written mm -hmm. it versus or doing it myself versus property manager so i was mm -hmm. like fuck it i'll just sell it but now mm -hmm. i've been like having a lot more time to look into these things so i know like once I get to the States again, whatever place I'm get, when I leave again, mm -hmm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be renting it out. So I'm also looking into how to get a house here mm -hmm. and rent and just do it both ways, stateside and in Japan. Yeah. But the I was looking at some of the laws and rules and it's kind of hard for foreign nationals to yeah. buy property here. So it has to be, it'll have to be like solely through the wife's name. Mm -hmm. I just got to figure out more research on how that process works over in Japan. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know a lot of people, um, they actually wholesale houses, like people that live in the Philippines, they mm. wholesale houses in the States. Mm. Like they live in the Philippines, but they are still sell houses in the States. See, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to be making this money while I'm over here. Yeah, you can. It's, poss it's a possibility you can, but like I said, like you said, it's a lot of research. It's a lot of time you got to put into it in order for you to make some money. Right. So Matt, what you been up to? Man, I've been up to a lot, but this ain't about me right now. I want to focus the conversation to, to the rich, to the famous, to the apparently the nasty. So have you guys been hearing about these celebrities? not bathing themselves i feel like i first heard it when you mentioned it on the show a few weeks ago have you we have you heard about it renetta on instagram like what is going on i'm talking about kids and all so to catch <laughs> you guys up or uh, how this began Ashton kutcher's wife mila kunis was on dak shepherd's armchair expert podcast and that's where she says that she doesn't wash her kids six and a half and four and a half. She doesn't wash their kids unless she visibly sees dirt on them. So that was started the conversation. And then somehow the celebrity was like, yeah, I'm about to jump on this bandwagon. I don't wash my ass either. Why would this be the trade that people would have jumped on to, to uh, talk about? I don't, I don't take showers every day. So you know that there are some kids, right, where they're like, I don't want to take a bath. But eventually, most of us kind of grow out of that. And you're like, I like smelling nice. Maybe uh -huh. maybe they held on to those feelings of like, I hate these baths. And so now this is revenge. Uh -uh. But, but some things you just, it's kind of like you think it in your head or you even might do it. You shouldn't be telling the world you do this. Uh -huh. They feel emboldened. Right. So now you got other celebrities uh, who coming out because one person was like, Rock, you're one of my favorite people, blah, blah, blah. I know you're not part of the celebrity community not taking showers. So the Rock tweeted, he was like, no, I take three showers a day. I take a cold shower in the morning. I take a warm shower after workouts and I take a hot shower at night. So now you have the celebrities talking about, oh, I take multiple showers and then a day versus the celebrities who say they don't take a showers. Even Aquaman, he was like, 
he commented on it. He's like, I'm Aquaman. I'm always in the water. So, <laughs> but why does he always look dirty though? <laughs> Those comments are not endorsed by Matt. So, Jason Momoa, if you want to beat up Chad, I'll allow it. <laughs> you know what, Jason Momoa, if you got any issue with what I just said, come on the podcast unless that works, dude. Yes, let's do this. <laughs> it's funny that you say that because uh, we was since we were doing Jungle Cruise, and I was, you know, sometimes you see celebrities respond to like regular people, and I was like, this, fuck it. Whatever, whatever movie we doing, I'm about to hit up all these celebrities that said this movie. And I'm like, eventually, one of them going to see it and do our podcast. Yeah. But then I forgot about this idea with, uh, after I did it. So I didn't do it. So starting next movie, uh, we go to... Uh, but I've already DM'd The Rock twice. So Rock, if you listen to me, I DM'd you twice about give me some of your Termana tequila over here in Japan. Wait. He hasn't responded back to me. Wait, wait. That's not, that's not helping the podcast. Uh, yes, it is, because if we get some kind of dialogue back, he's all about the veterans and everything. So we can do something. I'm letting know that there's other active duty service members here who really want to try tequila. We get this dialogue gathered. We get this. Maybe we can be a branch off of Seven Buck Productions. Then we know, you know, expand the thing. We All it takes is dialogue. Just give me a chance, Rock. Just give me a chance. That's, That's all I'm fair. looking for. That's fair. Well, well send, send him this clip. All right, I will. <laughs> I say that now, but we'll see what happens in four hours. Oh, I know what's gonna happen. I'm gonna switch to some Netflix shows and forget all about this. So nice. Speaking of Netflix shows, so I figured I'm gonna start doing a segment of what I've been watching this week to give listeners some shows that they don't know what to watch on Netflix that's or, that's good or not. So first things first, there's a very good documentary. Um, are you guys familiar with the Malice in the Palace? what is that it was it was a 2004 it was a basketball game nba basketball game between the detroit pistons and the Indiana pacers and x y and z happened and basically the basketball players went up in the stands and fought some fans <laughs> what in the world i'm surprised that's, you guys never heard of this that sounds funny you know how that's like on netflix well no it's this happened in real life this is a oh, it was really? real nba game yeah ron artest uh Jermaine O'Neal, yeah. Right, but you know how, like, stuff happens, and it's like, oh, yeah, blankety-blank happened, like, four years ago, and you're like, okay, that was four years ago. But four years ago, you was all over that story. Like, too much happens to where, it, you know, you're not going to remember every story unless, yeah. like, some wild stuff happened. Right. Right. So, but the good thing about the, the documentary, is it breaks it down. So I thought, like, when all that stuff is, and then they touched upon it in the documentary, that the media and everything made it, it was about the players. They they called them thugs. They they talked about, you know, same thing that was do with black people when everything happened. Um, they millionaires, they this, this, and that. And that's when the league changed the dress codes and all this other stuff. But when they did the documentary, it all started because fans threw something at Ron Artest. And that's how it all started. So now, like me, like you said, watching it before, I always thought it was a player's fault. They were, you know, they was wilding and this, this, and that. But it turns out that's not the truth. The fans were throwing stuff, and then that created the environment that it was in, that 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 escalated everything else. But I thought I really recommend that. Malice in the Palace. Also, there's a TV show, Outer Banks. It's two seasons, and without giving any details, it's about four. Without giving any details, but let me I mean, without giving any spoilers. Sorry, spoilers. Without giving any spoilers, it's about four kids. They're trying to find this lost treasure of this ship that crashed with $400 million worth of gold in it. It's real good. But it's there's times where 
you know, like kids are stupid. So the stuff that they do in this, you're like, why would you do this? But, you know, they're kids. They're like 16, 17 years old. So you can understand they're doing stupid stuff. But they're but it's played real by good. like 30 year olds. Yeah, right. But it's real good, though. It gives me a vibe of, you know, we talked about when we talked about Fear Street, you had the uh, the rich part and the poor part. Mm-hmm. It has the same kind of vibe where you have the rich part of the city, the poor part of the city. These people don't like each other vibe to it. But yes, I'm almost done. It's 10 episodes of season one and I'm on episode nine. So I recommend those. And then I give you the stuff I like. I'll give you the stuff I don't like. So I just watched this movie, Beckett, with David Washington. Garbage. His last movie that he was in, Tenet, garbage. That was more garbage because it was just so confusing to, you couldn't understand nothing. This one is basically, the, I don't want to spoil this because I'm letting you know you shouldn't watch this. Is uh, Beckett? Beckett. No, that's one you don't write down. <laughs> I want to write it down to see if it's trash. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let me know yeah, if I'm wrong. Maybe, maybe I could. I could be wrong. Maybe people could yeah. enjoy it. Cause that's not. You said that's his son in it. Yeah. Because Denzel Washington, Washington got some good. Um, no, food. but th- but his son is not him. I know that, but I'm just j- saying. J- Chad. Just like you know, you know, Tom Hanks got uh, got a son. Uh, what's that boy's name? Not Chet. Yeah, the other one. Not not Chet. Not oh, Chet, not Chet the other one. Oh, I didn't know. Only one know about his check. No, the respectable <laughs> one. Um, he's in like some okay stuff, but like he's not in some Tom Hanks level shit. Colin Hanks. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, I'm not like who he is. If you saw his face, you know who he was. Oh, but like, yeah, like just cause your father is famous and is in like award winning movies, don't mean that they're about to give you that same shot. I'm finna say because it's like, shouldn't you take the same type of aspect as your father? Like, get pointers from him when you. Well, and that's the thing. Uh, and that's the thing I was saying. He's not bad. He's not a bad actor. It's the storyline and plots for both of these movies. So the oh. premise of Beckett is he is with his girlfriend on vacation in like Greece. They have a car accident. She dies. Then next thing you know, these cops are after him and he's just running around in a, in a country. He doesn't speak the language, trying to get away from this, this cop that's trying to kill him. But then you have scenarios in here that doesn't make sense to where like at one point um, or excuse me, when he crashed the car into a house, nobody was hurt, but he seen a little boy with red hair. Then later on in the, in the movie, he sees wanted posters like not um, wanted, but like missing child posters and for this kid with red hair and he meets up with these other people he keeps trying to get away but as you're watching it like okay so you know these people are after you everywhere you go everywhere you turn these people are after you he fights them off and one person had a taser why don't he keep the taser with him he's going through all this stuff and it's just like it doesn't make sense to like his character he's just a regular joe smoke person he's not like somebody from the movie Tekken who has mm-hmm. military backgrounds or whatever, just yeah. a regular dude. Yeah. But when he's maneuvering, he's not, he's it's just stupid. Like the, the choices that he's making is not making sense to what a regular person would do. So then towards the end of it, he has a chance to go back home, go back to the United States free and clear. But he chose to go off and tries to rescue this, this little boy that he's seen he doesn't know if he's dead or alive. And I'm like, why would you do that? 
you're not a cop, you're not anything, you don't have anything. So why would you risk your life to do this? It was just like he has no ties to this boy. You don't feel but like guess, it was the right thing to do. Yes, sure. It was the right thing to do. I guess to find a missing child, sure, it was the right thing to do. But you are not the person to be doing it. You don't, it's not, you don't have this background. You're not John Wick to be going doing this. You're just a regular dude. He thought he was still tenant. I guess so. I mean, he ended up do finding the boy, but it was just like, it was just stupid. I mean, I liked him as actor because when he was on the show Ballers with The Rock, I loved him in Ballers, but it's just these last two movies he was in, it's just not hidden. Wait a minute, he was in Ballers? I don't even know who this kid is. Yeah, he he was in Ballers. He was a wide receiver. And uh, his daddy was the, the bald dude. I forget his name. And then um, uh-huh. he was also in that movie, uh, Malcolm and Marie or some shit like that. Mm. Oh, yeah. The black and white thing. Yeah, that's on Netflix. I, I haven't seen it. But yeah. instead of going to the library to get books on making myself a better person, I was like, no, nah, I'm, I'm tired of doing that. So I rented a video game from the library or borrowed a video game from the library. Uh, it's called Returnal. Have either of you heard of this game? Is it really called Returnal? Mm-hmm. I thought it was called Returnal. No, re- like Return. Oh. Um, so basically, it's a game where you play this female astronaut and she crashes on this planet. And it's like very hostile, all these like alien things trying to kill her. And when she dies, she is she wakes back up in the ship, like as, like when the ship crashed. And mm-hmm. she has to like do it again but like the rooms are like mixed up and so that was cute until like i got to the boss like about three times and died and i had to do everything over and like the rooms are in different orders each time so i got that game like tuesday or wednesday from the library and i finally beat the first boss friday and then i got to the second area and i was like fuck this game so um yeah, it it's, it has its moments of being fun, but like I'm not somebody that's like, oh yeah, I love a game where I can't die. Cause like sometimes I get sloppy, you know? I'm gonna need that um that auto save. I like as soon as I go into the boss area, I'm gonna need the game to save. And when I die, I need to be able to just come right back to the beginning of that fight. And I'm not trying to fight all these other people. I want these power-ups, I want my health bar to be full. And it's just like they just throwing you out to the wolves, and I wasn't here for it. So basically, you have to start all the way over when you <laughs> right, like you you like when you progressing through like the um the world and stuff, trying to get to the boss. <laughs> like you can find items to like make your health bar bigger, or you can find like bigger, better guns and stuff, and mm-hmm. you lose all that. Dang, yeah, Dang, you just uh, that boy. <laughs> Laurent had it, and I was I was watching him play it, and yeah, it's um. I, yeah, once he was talking about that, I was like, there's no need for me to get the game. Like, I'm happy I didn't buy it because I would have been very upset. So I, I spent less than a week with it. It was free. I just gave it my time, which I'm not happy about. So um, I returned that game today. And when I was at the library looking around, I realized that today is free comic book day. And are you guys familiar with that concept? No. no. So the um, point of the whole thing is like different comic book companies, they get together and they uh, make special issues of comic books to get like, you know, kids to come in and read comics and just read or like people that haven't read comics in a while to come back 
or like just a topic where people are like, oh, wow, they've got a, a comic book about um, one of the ones I got is a R.L. Stel- R.L. Stein comic book called Just Beyond. And I'm guessing it's horror. So like, oh, yeah, I like Fear Street or whatever. And then you can R.L. Stein's making comic books now, apparently. So it's kind of cool. So the library had a couple of them and I grabbed a few. So I grabbed the R.L. Stein one and there was a, Is there a limit of how many you can get. It depends. Uh, the library, they didn't care. But in the past, when I've gone, like some stores are like, you can only get like five books or whatever. And it's like a lot of books that come out for free comic book day. Um, yeah. So just kind of cool. Today was free comic book day. But by the time you guys listen to this, it's going to be um past for a week but you know is it a specific day or just whenever they do it so before COVID, it was always the first saturday of may i'm not sure how they came up with august 14th in 2021 okay so that takes us to this week's movie jungle cruise there is a legend in the jungles of the amazon of a tree that heals all it could change the world but if it gets into the wrong hands, it could awaken a great evil. Know this about the jungle. Everything that you see wants to kill you and can. Careful, they could smell fear. Oh, I got you. Oh, hold on! Frank, get it. Hold on. Come on. I got it. Frank. I don't got it. No, 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 no. no. Oh, just leave me alone. That was a disaster. It didn't go the way I planned. In 1916, we follow Lily and McGregor, a British brother and sister, on an expedition to locate the Tears of the Moon, an artifact that can cure illness, heal injuries, and lift curses. They travel to South America where they enlist Frank to be their guide for a nice jungle cruise to locate the item. On the journey, they're impeded by cursed conquistadors that failed to locate the tears, as well as a German prince trying to locate the tears to help Germany win World War One. We eventually find out that Frank is also one of the cursed conquistadors, but a good guy. And, and along with Lily and her brother, the three of them stop the conquistadors and the prince and save Frank from the curse. So, Renata, what did you think of this movie? Uh, well, I'm going to be honest with you. What I thought about it at the very beginning, it was kind of disturbing how he had this like raggedy like boat. ship of this yeah. boat. I can't even call it a ship. But he's it's a cruise boat. And he's like scaring these people. And he had he would have a look in the his face like he don't even care that he's scaring them. Like, yeah, that's going to kill you and don't stick your head out there. It's going to kill you. So, um, and then, like, he'll, like, disturb some of the animals or whatever to make them try to come towards the boat. I thought <clears throat> it just seemed like he was, like, a bad tourist. Uh, he was trying to give them, like, some excitement, right? Yeah, but he was, like, really scaring the people. Uh, one guy said, oh, oh I knew we should have went on the other cruise. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, have you, you've been to Disney World, right? Or Disneyland, either yeah. or? So have you have you ridden the Jungle Cruise ride? No. So me either. Matt, have you? Nope. So um, uh, apparently a lot of that stuff is based on the actual ride. Oh, so, I'm not getting on that ride. 
I mean, it's not, it's going to be, you know, more neutered, you know, how Disney is. Yeah, and I understand that. But when you have little children, they're going to be like, uh, mom, you let me get on that ride and you knew all that. It's a family friendly ride, Ronetta. To be honest, I wasn't really into it, into it like that. Like, it didn't really excite me that much. I would say, like, more so the beginning and the middle, a little bit of the middle excited me. And that was it. Like, okay. I wasn't really into it like that. I thought it was cool. It gave me a Pirates of the Caribbean vibe. Mm. Um, but there was parts where, I'm not, I don't know how long this movie was, but it, like seemed, two hours. To be, it seemed to be too long. Um, so I, I thought it was good. I think, um, this could be easily be branched off into, you know, franchise with other stuff, but just like the Pirates of the Caribbean, but it just feels, I don't know, it just felt so much like Pirates of the Caribbean. It's like, you have this idea of like, I want this, I want this Jungle Cruise concept. And I base all this other stuff around Pirates of the Caribbean. I mean, there were I, a lot of similarities, like you know um the uh there was a curse that made the person immortal and all this other junk and running around trying to get the magic items and stuff mm -hmm. yeah i liked uh i liked emily blunt's character um the rock is the rock in every movie so right. that's fine it just seems like okay so let's go back to where they got shot with the darts and then mm -hmm. he had those people dress up as um the inhabitants of the jungle mm -hmm. right and i was thinking so you can't pay your bills but you're getting these people to do this like they've explained why he was doing this or how did he get them to do this i thought he was paying them right so that's what i thought so too so i'm like although <laughs> although since he is immortal maybe he did something for like their ancestors and mm -hmm. so like that's they're eternally in debt uh, if he, you know what, since he's immortal, he really he really fucked up on his business ventures. If you yeah. immortal, yeah. you should have been doing better with your investments and everything like that. If you immortal, mm -hmm. you should not be poor. Also, if you immortal, how are you bald? <laughs> so it's just it's weird. He he needs better uh, investment manager than something because he shouldn't be poor doing and this. And his ship kept on breaking down. Right. Right. So, yeah, I, I'm with y'all. Like, this movie was okay. Like, I'm watching it in, like, the opening, and, like, Emily Blunt is, like, sneaking around trying to steal some stuff. And I'm like, okay, like, this, this scene feels choreographed well. Like, when she was dressed up like the Explorer, and, like, she, like, moved when somebody else moves, and she's trying to open up that crate, and she was um, trying to bust open the crate while somebody else was chiseling. I was like, that's cool. But then when we got to the bit where it, was, it turned into an action scene because the prince was like, what are you doing here? Like they had like these, at least for me, kind of took me out the movie, these close up shots on Emily Blunt's face. And it felt like you were watching a movie from like the 80s where it's like somebody's flying or something. Somebody's like doing something like really amazing. But like this is the 80s and they don't have the money or like the technology to really show it. And so it just felt cheap. And so, like, that happened, like, a few times in the movie. And so, like, that whole sequence happens, and that's, like, about 15 minutes into the movie, and then the title comes up. And I was like, we didn't do this right. already? <laughs> I thought I was 
was the only one that recognized it. I'm like, dang, I know this is the movie, but dang, it's just not bringing up the title. I'm like, we could have did that, like, after they had the flashback at the very right. beginning of the movie. <laughs> Okay, so then we bring up that, you know, Emily Blunt can't swim. I'm like, okay, all right, let's let's see what we do with that. And so she has to get in the water. I'm like, okay. And so she has to go back and forth trying to get oxygen from the rock. But how is she swimming over to the rock to get the oxygen if she don't know how to swim? So I'm like, okay, Emily Blunt knows how to swim, but this character doesn't. So this doesn't track with me. I'm well, she sorry. she just taught herself how to swim in that- as the character. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> And then, like, the very last complaint I have about this movie is that I did not feel this chemistry. Like, The Rock and Emily Blunt don't have chemistry. Mm -mm. And them pushing them to have a romantic relationship just felt off. So that that just felt weird. Like, the whole antagonism they had when he was calling her pants and she was calling him Skippy, that was fun. Like, you know, they're friends. Like, they goof on each other. But then, like, you want to be, like lovey-dovey and stuff with each other i'm like this doesn't track at all i'm sorry yeah i was gonna say it's kind of like as you're if you want to watch it for what it is it's like you said it's like they was goofing on each other and you know after that because they didn't like each other so the end goal be like at the end of this oh we're friends now but then when you be like oh it's a disney movie so instead of them being oh we're friends now uh we're going to date each other now we're going to kiss and everything like that so it was kind of like sometimes it's kind of too hokey <clears throat> stuff yeah. it's like like at the end when they all drive away and the leopard's in there and he's she's teaching him teaching him how to drive and it's kind of you don't everything don't have to be so tied up in a bow right yeah everything's going to be clean cut and here you go sometimes it's okay to be lead things a little bit more choppy or not as defined or mm-hmm. anything like that or it's okay to leave a cliffhanger or something if you want this to be a new franchise do something instead of just oh a nice little bow because then you're just going to get stuff like well i was thinking of uh, uh Arts of the caribbean holmes. too <laughs> well no sherlock holmes because even with that you still had um moriarty right so yeah i don't yeah i agree like i don't know where we go from here like yeah okay obviously in the sequel they're gonna have another jungle cruise and somebody else's water a sequel or they already said that i i don't think there will be but that's what that's what he wants because i read an article after the fact where he said that after his first movie so the rock's first movie was scorpion king he was in a movie theater watching it and he's mm-hmm. seen a trailer for the first Pirates of the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. And, and that's when he was like, oh, he wants to be some part of that. So he considers this 20 years in the making because he's ever since that day, he's been wanting to do something like that. And I'm like, I understand that, man. But damn, you're the straight <laughs> from Pirates of the Caribbean? He could have just said, just took the idea. He was like, I'm about to jack this whole thing. Look, man, that formula worked 20 years ago, okay? Hey, I guess well, he tried to... to jack the um uh, Fast and the Furious type of stuff. Yeah, couple of them. Just, coming I... out, and he kept on being part of it, and he was trying to take over the whole shebang. And then um GI Joe. Damn, is a rock known for just jumping on franchises? <laughs> yeah, that's his thing. That's why that, that's why I said what I said in the intro. Yes. Oh. So, what would you rate this, Ronetta? 
Um, I will rate it as a three. Um, it's just it just didn't interest me as much. Like it seemed like it was just thrown together. The Rock and this director are teaming up for Black Adam that they're filming right now for Warner Brothers, the DC movie. And this has me a little bit worried, honestly. <laughs> Matt, yeah. what are you sure rating? I'll give it a, it was, it was okay. Um, what, what's the scale we going off of? Yeah. So all three of us agree that this movie is just fine. Like if we were giving this movie a, a work-based performance review, like you didn't exceed expectations, nor were you below expectations. You were just right there you were except you you performed acceptably like you're not about to get fired you're not getting a promotion you just need to do better you need to you, we would like it if you did better like okay fully yeah. successful fully successful <laughs> right but barely yeah all yes, right fully successful. so let's hop on over to trivia all right so ronetta matt what do you two think that this got on Rotten Tomatoes? 89. 75. 63. Oh, I was close. Closer than you, Matt. Right. <laughs> Get it together, Matt. <laughs> no, everyone agrees. This well, no, the audience score is 92 because as a whole, people are stupid. But <laughs> um critics are like, what the fuck was this movie, right? All right, so let's do a trivia question. Like, this is a quiz, guys. And then we're going to do a trivia dump, and then we're out of here. So this is Emily Blunt's fourth Disney movie. Which of the following is not a movie she was in? A, The Muppets, which came out in 2011. B, Oz the Great and Powerful, which came out in 2013. C, Into the Woods, 2014. Or D, Mary Poppins Returns, 2018. Which one was she not in? Into the Woods. I would say Into the Woods as well. So the movie that she was not in was Oz the Great and Powerful. Oh, we both was wrong. That had uh, your girl Mila Kunis in it. She was in Into the Woods. And I bet she didn't shower then either. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So in 2011, Tom Hanks and Tim Allen were in talks to star in a very different version of this movie. So that would have been interesting. And then the last bit of trivia I has has several points. It says this movie has many similarities with the 1999 Brendan Fraser classic, The Mummy. And uh, it has an idealistic and enthusiastic woman looking for a legendary treasure, which you had Evie and Lily doing the same thing. You had a rogue adventurer who turns into a hero, The Rock and Brendan Fraser the annoying brother who complains about everything and has an upper class life you have the evie's brother and then mcgregor um an antagonist that suffers um from a curse emotel and the bad guy in this exotic location full of dangers egypt and the amazon Uh, in the first scene of both movies um the lead female character stands up on a ladder in a perfect leave ver- uh, vertical library like there's a like a live uh, a ladder action scene in mm-hmm. both of them um despite a very bad first impression the woman and the rogue adventurer become a couple so like while they did copy pirates of the Car- caribbean they also took a, a hit from that um mummy play playlist come on rock get together man be more original right. 
He's like, look, we got a formula. We're going to we're going to stick by this formula. I'm supposed to fall in love with Emily Blunt, even though I think of her as my sister. And let's oh go. Oh, my God. Stop. Hey, it. <laughs> the the Rod Tomatoes viewer score said that, hey, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Let me see how many out of how many people that is. Oh, God. Out of over 5000 people. See, I was going to say maybe it's so high because not a lot of people went to the theater or de- are uh, paid for it on Disney Plus. But like. That's five thousand people. Yep. So maybe maybe they just like the they they like the rock in these roles. So that's why he keeps turning them out like this. All right. So Renetta, do you have anything to plug? Well, I'm just now getting my uh, Instagram together for my real estate business, but you can follow me on JEI Group Properties um, okay. for my Instagram. You you give send me a link of that and I'll put I it will. in the show notes. And I also have Blush Fits. That's the salon boutique I have. So I'll send you that as well. That's also on uh Instagram. It's Blush Fits One on Instagram. Okay. Thank you so much for listening. Please rate, like, and review our podcast on your platform of choice. If you have any feedback, please email us at we used to talk pod at gmail.com. Like our Facebook page, we used to talk about this at work. And follow us on Twitter and Instagram at We Used to Talk Pod. So this was a lot of fun. Thank you for coming on, Renetta. It was so nice to reconnect with you. Um, we haven't really talked talk in some time. I really enjoyed myself. I'm glad you guys invited me. Yes, it was it was great reconnecting with you, Renetta. I'm glad you was on a podcast. And uh, hopefully if these numbers do good, you could be back again. <laughs> yeah, I'll be, I, I would like to come back and uh, talk about some more, more stuff, you know, maybe right. some new stuff, some refreshing movies. <laughs> A good <Yes>. movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so we'll be back next week, folks, with a retro review of Space Jam 1 and... We're going to be doing something a little different with the guests. Matane. Okay. You're just changing it up. All right. Yeah. I thought I had some Japanese into it. That means see you later.